Jesus had set his face towards Jerusalem. In this short uh, reading from Luke's Gospel today, we hear that repeated twice. Jesus had set his face as early as Luke chapter 9 to go towards Jerusalem. In fact, the entire, the whole story of the incarnation of God made man, of God coming to dwell amongst us, is this journey towards Jerusalem. It's a journey with a purpose and a journey with a destination, a journey that also means that foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head because Jesus was always going. He was always moving. He was moving among the people. He was moving to Tyre and Sidon and to the other side of the Jordan and to the north shore of the Sea of Galilee, down to Jerusalem. But his final destination was going to be Jerusalem, a journey with a destination and a purpose We see that theme recurring throughout Scripture. Abraham went on a journey to a place he didn't know because he trusted God to both lead him there and for the destination that was promised for him for a country of his own with a people too great that you could not even count them like the sands on the seashore or the stars in the sky. Joseph goes on a journey, not of his own choosing, But once he gets there, he realizes God's purpose for him and his people through the journey. The people of Israel go on a great journey under the leadership of Moses, but by the hand of God in an exodus out of slavery in Egypt into a promised land. But because of their disobedience on the journey, They don't get there in a direct line. Their journey takes them on a very circuitous route through wilderness wandering. The prophets are always on a journey. They rarely stay where they were raised. They go wherever God tells them to go to proclaim God's word, to bring his people back to him and away from the other gods that they have turned to. And of course there are some amongst that company who are not always obedient. Uh, Note Jonah who goes in the opposite direction on the journey from which God wants him to go but eventually returns and is on that journey that God has for him. Israel goes on another journey not of their own desiring when they end up in exile in Babylon and then a remnant comes on another journey back from Babylon into the promised land, yet again, into Israel, yet again because of the sovereign hand of God that turns the heart of a foreign king, Cyrus, to let them go. But of course, the greatest journey of all time is Jesus' journey. 
It's the second exodus, his journey to the cross to bring about this second exodus for God's people. And Paul, um, in the, he's writing to the Galatians, having taken a journey there. He goes on numerous journeys, always uh, for the purpose of opening up God's word, opening up the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, so that to bring other people into this community. And very early on, of course, Christian writers understood that the Christian life is a journey. We are all on a journey. We journey with Christ, following Christ. Perhaps the most iconic of, uh, in our Christian literature is Pilgrim's Progress uh, by John Bunyan, uh, where Christian... Uh, goes on this journey and meets these different people. He meets faithful, he meets evangelist, he goes through the slough of despond, he meets vanity and worldly wise men, an allegory for our own Christian journey, a wonderful book to read. And in our own hymnal, there's even a section that is titled Christian Vocation and Pilgrimage. And when I met with David, who is our guest musician this morning, this week, um, I asked him to, um, to pray about, and he did the music. And as I was preparing this sermon and went back to look at what our hymns were and our recessional, right there, our recessional is taken out of that section of our hymnal. Um, we're on a Christian pilgrimage, but Jesus' pilgrimage, Jesus' journey was the greatest of all because he journeyed into death, through death, and into new life and brings us, as we are in Christ, with him, into death, through death, and into new life. There's a destination to each and every one of our pilgrimages, but the journey itself is really important. There's a purpose for each and every one of our journeys. God's hand is on our journeys, and he has a purpose for each and every one. But make no mistake, this journeying in Christian life will not always be easy. It's a lie of the enemy to make us believe that life should be always at the mountaintop and never in a valley. Because the reality is that life is not like that and it's precisely because of the enemy of our lives that life is not always on the mountaintop. It is not always Joy-filled. It is not always easy. It is not always stable. But thanks be to God, we have somebody who journeys with us on that road, who is always with us to help us through the valleys and up to the mountaintops again. It's because the world is broken through sin that we have these times in the valley and these times on the mountaintops. But we are called to obediently follow Jesus wherever he leads. Our path, like his, must be the path of peace and love, even in the face of suffering. 
In the words of our recessional hymn, lead on, O King Eternal. The, the day of march has come. Henceforth, in fields of conquest, thy tents shall be our home. Through days of preparation, thy grace has made us strong. And now, O King Eternal, we lift our battle song. Lead on, O King Eternal, till sin's fierce war shall cease and holiness shall whisper the sweet Amen of peace. For not with swords loud clashing, nor roll of stirring drums, but deeds of love and mercy, the heavenly kingdom comes. See, traveling in obedience to God's call is what it means to be a Christian. We are to follow Jesus wherever he leads, because if he is Lord of our lives, then nothing else is and no one else is and so we are called to follow him wherever he calls and sometimes that means an actual physical journey it means a journey to leave a place where we feel safe and go to a place that we don't really know anything about when I first came to Christ, it was in Coral Gables down in South Florida at a small church called St. Philip's. And, uh, and we'd been there several years. The children had gone through their elementary school there, and um, I'd come to faith there. I got involved in ministries there. I loved the community. It was home, and it was safe. And then God started to work and said, you have to leave there. How can I leave there, Lord? How can I leave there? But we did. And we moved up to Orlando. And after a year or two, we ended up at All Saints. And at All Saints was where God called me into ordained ministry. And I loved that community. I'm going, but Lord, does ordained ministry mean that I have to leave this place? Because I love this place. And I love these people. And the Lord said, yes. And then he brought me here. And I love these people. And I love being here. See, it's just trusting that the Lord knows the journey. He knows the perfect journey. And he calls us out of these safe places that we think are safe into places where there is so much richness and so much blessing. And so if God sometimes calls us on physical journeys, he always calls us on a spiritual journey because our journey is always closer into the heart of the Father. And it's a journey of transformation into the image of Christ. From one degree of glory to another, our journey is always when we have in faith and through baptism through come into the fellowship of Christ, 
into Christ himself through the waters of baptism, we are made one with Christ, dying with him, rising with him, new life with him, then there's always a continuation on this journey of continuing transformation and new life in him. It's leaving behind the old way of life, which is what Paul means when he says the fleshly life, the old way of being. In Eugene Peterson's translation of this passage in Galatians, leaving behind the works of the flesh, repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied once, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. We leave all that behind because through baptism... The Holy Spirit comes, dwells in us to be our guide on this Christian pilgrimage, to be the guide on our journey, to fill us. And with the Spirit as our guide, he brings gifts into our lives. Again, I'm reading from Eugene Peterson's The Message. Much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard, things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. So where am I? Where are you on this journey of Christian life as we follow Jesus? Is he calling you to leave all that feels safe to a different place? Will you go? Are you following him, looking ahead where he leads or looking back and getting off track? Jesus in the gospel uses this image of a a farmer with his hand to the plow in the furrows as the oxen is going ahead and if he looks back, he goes off in a different direction. That happens to us if we look backwards instead of looking forwards where he leads. Through water and the spirit, we have been given the gift of of God's Holy Spirit? Are we listening to the guiding of the ways of the flesh or the ways of the Spirit so that the fruit of the Spirit just bursts forth on the branches of our lives as words of the... May our prayer be the words of the closing refrain of this morning's hymn. On this great journey that we are on the destination we know it's not heaven that's a resting place on the journey the destination 
is resurrected bodies in a new heaven and a new earth. That's our destination. But the journey is important also. Lead on, O King Eternal. We follow not with fears, for gladness breaks like morning, where'er thy face appears. Thy cross is lifted o'er us. We journey in its light. The crown awaits the conquest. Lead on, O God of might. Amen.